Hey, it's the Mac coming at you with another weekly wrap-up. Biggest storyline from this week, this past weekend, easily, is the World Cup matchup between Argentina and France. You don't have to like soccer to enjoy that game. It was a ton of fun to watch. Uh, Final score ends up being 3-3 with Argentina winning it in penalty kicks. Again, an incredible game. The way it started out, Argentina, they scored two goals to start it out. Messi scores the first goal for them. Uh, He's had an incredible World Cup. Mbappe then, in the 80th minute, scores 2-0. Argentina is winning. He then, within two minutes, scores two goals to send the game to overtime. 2-2, headed to overtime. Messi then scores a goal for Argentina, puts it at 3-2. Mbappe then comes back, responds with a goal, makes it 3-3, sending the game to penalty kicks. Both of those guys, two of the best players in the world, Going at it, it was really impressive to see it happen. Uh, obviously, Mbappe with a hat trick, Messi with two goals, and then both of them scored in penalty kicks. Argentina ends up winning it, and with Argentina winning the World Cup, Lionel Messi will probably go down as the greatest soccer player of all time. He was already considered one of the greatest of all time, even before the World Cup this year. And now to get one to get this achievement for his country, uh, absolutely incredible. He had a great World Cup, and he'll probably go down as the greatest soccer player in history so that's really impressive uh and really cool to see him win that for you know for Argentina so a lot of fun that game was and looking at the NFL there was a Thursday night game the 49ers versus Seahawks Brock Purdy in his second career start impressed again he threw two touchdown passes they beat the Seahawks 21 to 13 a division rival and the Niners are now 10 and 4 and they're a major threat in the NFC in my opinion I think they look better than the Cowboys. I think they look better than the Vikings. I think they're the second best team in the NFC behind my Eagles. (laughs) As biased as that may sound, I think the Eagles are the best team in the NFC, but the Niners are not far behind them, and they're a real threat to to really be in the NFC Championship game and maybe even represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. I mean, (laughs) I think the Eagles are the favorites to do it. You know, I I would like to see that happen, but the Niners, they really are great, and Brock Purdy's playing some great ball. There was a couple games that took place on Saturday, the biggest being the Vikings versus the Colts, easily the most talked about game probably from this past Sunday. The largest comeback in NFL history took place, Vikings-Colts. Colts start out winning the game 33-0. to The Vikings come back, win it 39-36 to in overtime. Previously, the largest comeback in NFL history was 32 points. This one, 33 points. So biggest comeback in NFL history, crazy to watch. It all took place in the second half, the entire comeback for the Vikings. Absolutely insane uh, that the Colts managed to lose that game. Incredibly, Matt Ryan was a starting quarterback for the Colts. And if you remember the Super Bowl, he was a starting quarterback for the Falcons who famously or infamously blew that 28-3 lead to Tom Brady and the Patriots. So Matt Ryan has now been on the wrong side of two of the most historic comebacks in NFL history. And if you can believe it, that game was insane, but also another game talked about as maybe the dumbest play in NFL history, Pats Raiders. In this game, the score is tied at 24. The Patriots have the football left. They're not in field goal range. They're not far enough that Mac Jones, a quarterback for the Patriots, can huck a a Hail Mary. So Pats, they end up running a play. They throw a lateral to the wide receiver, Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers is actually a pretty good wide receiver. But on this particular play, he ends up making one of the least intelligent plays I've ever seen from a football player and tries to lateral the ball, 
back halfway across the field to Mac Jones, the quarterback for the Pats. The ball ends up getting caught by Chandler Jones, the defensive end for the Raiders. He stiff arms Mac Jones to the ground, and then there's no Patriots left to stop Chandler Jones and the Raiders from scoring a touchdown and winning the game as the clock hits triple zeros. Now, to put this into perspective here, if Jacoby Myers had just gotten tackled, if he didn't lateral the football, the game would have gone to overtime. Who knows what would have happened? The Patriots could have had a chance to win it. But instead, with no time left on the clock, he tries to throw a ill-advised lateral, which then ends up being a touchdown for the Raiders and hands them a victory. People are calling it one of the dumbest plays in NFL history again, uh, and it really was not smart. I kind of feel bad for Jacoby Myers because he is a good wide receiver, but you just got to be smarter in a situation like that because looking at the AFC playoffs, that loss is absolutely huge. Going into the weekend, the Patriots had a playoff spot, controlled their own destiny, but now they lose that game. They go to 7-7. Seven and seven. That The Patriots and the Jets are now the first two teams out. The Jets also 7-7 seven and seven after a loss this year. And then the Chargers, they won their game. They went to 8-6, and six, and they now hold the last playoff spot. But the Jets and Pats, they're not completely out of it, along with the Jaguars, who are 6-8, and eight, not completely out of it as well, with their massive win over the Cowboys in overtime. Another exciting game. Game goes to OT down there in Jacksonville. It picks six, interception, ends up being the reason the Jaguars win that game. So that was really impressive to see. Jaguars are in it Trevor with the ball Trevor Lawrence is playing. Who knows what could happen? Looking at the NFC playoff picture, the Giants and Commanders both hold a spot. The Giants and Commanders, they faced off on, uh, with each other on Sunday Night Football. Giants end up winning that game, kind of help themselves solidify a bit of a playoff spot there. Commanders still hold a playoff spot, but the Seahawks and Lions are right there. Both of those guys are 7-7, seven and seven, and the Lions are one of the hottest teams in football. They're 6-1 and one in their last seven games, so they might end up winning a playoff spot over a team like the Commanders, or even if the Giants lose out, uh, it's a possibility that the Lions could get a spot over them. The Seahawks are colder. They're a little bit less of a threat. And then looking at the NFC South, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers blow a 17-point lead on Sunday to the Cincinnati Bengals, which means with that loss, they're 6-8, and eight, and then every other team in the NFC South is now 5-9. and nine. So there's a possibility that the Buccaneers don't win the NFC South and get a playoff spot, and that a team like the Panthers, the Saints, or the Falcons could get that playoff spot over them, uh, being that all those teams are only one game back. So it'll be interesting to see if Tom Brady actually ends up getting a playoff spot in easily the worst division in football. Uh, the Buccaneers just not playing good football. I mean, the rest of the NFC South isn't playing good football either, but I guess it just comes down to who wins in these last three games. So, I mean, again, looking forward to this this week. I'm excited for another week of uh, NFL football there because the playoff race is heating up. Again, only three games left. It's going to really come down to it uh, at this point. Some teams need to win out. Some teams, they just need to win one or two games uh, to lock up their seating or lock up a playoff spot. The pressure's on. It'll be exciting to see. Uh, this was the weekly wrap-up. Thank you for listening.